Hello and welcome to this episode of the 99p Gen Z podcast. I'm I'm Sam Wood and I'm here with Mr. Connor Cook. Hello. Uh, hello and welcome. Today we're going to be talking about website user experience, website UX. Um, do you want to give us a little intro? Uh, yeah, I, I guess there's a lot that goes into user experience from design, sort of like uh, usability of the website. Um, I guess these days, uh, everybody's a lot more tech friendly. So we're getting a lot more um, people design their own websites, but you're also getting a lot more accustomed to these sort of new era websites on these you know, easy builds ones. So you got Wix, you got WordPress, you get templates and it's very easy to make your own website. So they're all, there's a lot of websites up to par these days. So when you see a bad one, it stands out like sore thumb. Um, so I guess we're kind of going to go through these, identify the maybe the, the no-goes and the goes. Yeah, um, and I guess the, well, the first question to go into is just what what makes a good user experience? Obviously, uh, you've designed elements of websites before. And yeah, I've so done a few landing pages and made a few websites in my time. What for you, even as a, as a consumer of websites, what makes a good website experience? Um, they've got to be intuitive. And that is the main focus of the website, I think, because you want somebody to be able to go on your website and not need any, you know, they don't need to hold anybody's hand to go through it. It should be very easy. And this is for boomers, is for millennials and for Gen Z. It needs to be easy to go in there, get what you want and leave. You don't want to be looking around, going on help pages, all this. So I think flow will be a good word. Uh, customer journey flow without any uh, noise on the side to distract it. If it's if you've got something on there, it has to have a purpose. I like almost being subconsciously told where to go in a website. Um, it's always good for me to have is to come onto a website and I, you know, I'm looking for a product or I'm looking for help and advice or I'm looking for, you know, the functionality of this website and to be guided to that functionality without having to spend so much time um, trying to find it myself always helps. Yeah. Um, and I always think that's good user experience for me is when I come onto a website and you know, it's put in front of you. You don't have to click through and try and look for a million web pages to find the one that's relevant. Is it important to you? To you? Like... Um, definitely, it's, it can be quite make or break for me. Um, I've, I, I think, good examples for me are um, like help sections on websites, the knowledge base on websites. I like sort of self-teach myself a lot of tech and a lot of uh, a lot of platforms and stuff like that. So for me, if I'm having an issue with you know, Premiere Pro or Photoshop or anything, even outside of Adobe. Like there's a lot of software I use every week. Um, and, uh, you know, if I'm troubleshooting, I don't want to have to wait for some like genius or, you know, I, I want to be able to go into Google, go on the um, company that's producing the software's website, type yeah. in my problem and find an answer. Well, like, like Photoshop, for example, it's quite an expansive tool. Yeah. So like you, there are, you know, especially on Mac, it's got that sort of uh, the search bar where if you want to find something, it shows you. But uh, for more complex uh, procedures, I guess, a lot of people go outside of it to YouTube. But yeah, but even then, like... So uh, is that a sign of bad user experience? Because it's quite overwhelming. I know I, I was quite overwhelmed when I first loaded up Photoshop. Yeah. Well, even then, I think, um, to me, it, if I can't find the information on the adobe website that's like fine but for me it's more um how they like how they position the information you can find the you know the infinite 
the infinite. The internet is so like expansive that um, if if I want to find information that isn't on their website, that's always somewhere else. And that's not too much of a bother for me. Like it'd be good to have it all in one place, but you can understand that they don't. Um, but the user experience for me, you know, should be something where I can go, okay, I can look on this website. Okay, they don't have it here. I'll move on to another website. Whereas sometimes you end up getting lost in you know, search and 20 completely different options turn up and you end up scrolling through and thinking, why have I been recommended this? And yeah. it puts me off the website then because I think, well, when the next time, like I'll just go straight to YouTube or I'll go straight to um, another tool. Is it enough to make you walk away from a product? Like if you yeah. To, say, say, for example, you go on a website to buy you know, a physical thing. Is it enough to make you walk away from a product? I've had multiple times before where I've been in the purchasing stage of a product. I've literally been typing in my like details or about to type in my details. And the website is so awkward to do this, yeah. to you know add my address, add my details, add whatever, that I've walked away and bought that product on a separate website. Um, and that to me is massive because... That's bad. Yeah, because you're losing a customer there. Like... Um, and I'm literally in the stage where I'm about to buy a product. So um, you're at the finish line. You've decided no. Yeah. Because, because like UX isn't even that hard to like, you know, rectify, is it? No. Have you ever done that before? Have you ever stepped away or, um, you know, gone away from a website? No, because when I'm in the buying stage of something, I'm pretty certain I want that thing. Yeah. But um, I think maybe it would affect my choice or my yeah. decisions. Do you think it's subconscious or do you think, do you look at a website and you know after that you think i was satisfied with that user experience or um or does I, it, you think I, it I made the decision straight away i yeah. tend to uh, go on and like within a few seconds um i don't know whether i like the design or not I'm, yeah i'm quite a sucker for like minimal design yeah i like easily positioned information um that's I, I like it's nice going on a website and sort of just being given um what like what you need rather than having to spend hours searching for oh, it's distracting it. as well it distracts from the user journey yeah it's distracting um so what do you say some of the golden rules of ux are um if it's not adding to the journey it's taken away i think that's a good one yeah that's a really good golden rule yeah i think the the golden rule I'd give is just keep it simple don't overcomplicate your website and add unnecessary features there's a lot of um, websites that instead of focusing on the core of why people are coming to their website, they think let's add, you know, let's add to a broken system and it, it doesn't yeah. make it any better. Like well, it makes it more confusing. It's difficult because you're talking about adding and that sometimes taken away. Yeah. But uh, things like um, chatbots, that's adding, but also that can help UI. Because well, if, you, if you've got yeah. quite an expansive website and there are more, and you're offering different services, quite a lot of them, a chatbot can help in that respect. I think a chatbot, um, yeah, but, but the thing with a chatbot is it's focused on why people are coming to the website rather than, you know, the, the chatbot is there to assist you on your journey throughout the website rather than distract you. Um, and chatbots are massive for me. I mean, the, one of the greatest user experiences I will ever have is, um, is with Adobe. Adobe are so good at you can go to their website and talk to a human instantly um, and there's, you know, so many big companies don't have this. Even mm. Facebook and Instagram, it's very difficult to get talking to a human through that website. Yeah. Um, the way you actually have to do it is a good top tip for anyone. I haven't actually told you this before. Is so if you have issues with your Facebook or Instagram, 
if you go into the Instagram or Facebook advertising settings, yeah. you can look at basically where, like how much money you've spent on the platform. Right. If you spent money on the platform before, then you can access live chat with a human. Oh. But if you haven't spent money on adverts before, you can't access live chat with a human. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, the the thing with chatbots is and live chat is, you know, it depends if you have the resources to set up a live chat. Chatbots are different. You know, we, anyone can really have chatbots. I'm, I'm sure there probably will be a free chatbot out there, but yeah. I don't know, it's manning it. Yeah. Like, while, while chatting to a robot is pretty good, that's going to be a script. And yeah. You might as well be reading like an FAQ. You can script them so in depth, though, that it does really add to the user experience. Where yeah, it's, I, I it's guess. It's just that, you know, it's, it's still a step under talking to a human, but it's better than nothing. Mm. Um, so does it affect your confidence when you, your confidence in that, that company or the product when you encounter bad UX? Yeah, I think one of the first things I do when I hear about a new company or I'm researching a company, and this happens almost every day is, you know, I'll be talking to someone about a company or a product. And the first thing I'll do is look at their website and their social media. Yeah. Um, the main thing for me is if social media is not done great, I can sort of let them off for it depending on the company. Um, yeah. Whereas a website I look at and think, this is the fundamentals of the internet. You have been a company that has been this on the internet. This is your face internet. of Facebook. Like, like yeah. I said, if, if you've not got social media, this is your face. Yeah, exactly. And you can look at it and I, you know very quickly make an informed decision of is this company professional forward thinking mm -hmm. or are they you know stuck in their own ways like not really improving their experience and i think the it um to me gives the idea that they don't care um you know if, if you're maybe constantly out of touch I mean, I, yeah for a business from a business point of view though seeing like a bad website or these these flaws that we're talking about it's kind of like a green light because either these are very easy fixes. Yeah. Because you, you can literally transfer the domain over to like, um, I don't know, a web builder. And, and you can build a website literally in a day. Yeah. And it doesn't even take that much like knowledge about building websites because it's very intuitive these days. So when you do see a large company or whatever with a bad UX, you just think, what what's stopping you? Are, you that, yeah. are you that busy not to focus on the website? And it's same with me with social media where I think this is something that's, not impossible to do it takes a bit of time and effort but it's not too difficult and it makes a massive improvement on your company mm. you know why wouldn't you be doing it like user experience to me is massive you wouldn't let someone come into your office and treat them poorly and direct them the wrong way and you know you want them to go it's like your online online office isn't it yeah you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a, a really sort of messy office really. yeah and especially for if you think b2b or something where you're trying to get someone to eventually pick up the phone or write an email you want to try and guide them towards that. You don't want to distract them or yeah. put them in a place they feel uncomfortable. Um, so what distracts? What what sort of things don't you like on a website? I think for me... Um, Do you have a particular style? Yeah, I like I, I split between quite minimal websites mm. um, and very visually engaging websites, quite bold websites that are telling you something and you know letting you interpret mm. what's on the screen, but also sort of guiding what they want you to look at um but also minimal websites but i think that's more from a graphic design standpoint yeah. like you know um but for me it's it's all about that website serving the purpose that i i use it for like so um, do you like line linear journeys then yeah i think to a point to i like degree. i almost like having a linear journey and having supplementary content around it but knowing where that linear journey starts and ends um whereas a lot of websites i've used can be 
here's the start point. You sort of dodge between, you know, them trying to get you to read their blog, get you to try and sell yeah. things to you. And then you get to your end point. It's like, I should, you should build that initial respect of, oh, you helped me today. And then it goes, you know, you should read this or it pops up with, you well, the thing is, like, there has been, like, an evolution of uh, web UX, for example. Yeah. Like, uh, over over time, we've come, we've become accustomed to having maybe the profile button in the top right-hand corner. Yeah. If I was then to design a website and put it in the opposite, the bottom left, and you logged on, you'll be looking to the top right. Yeah. So there are, like, some unwritten rules of what to do and what not to do. So yeah. when, you, when you get certain websites that you know they have a bit of like an abstract design they've they've purposely gone out their way to have a bit of a you know a i don't know something artsy yeah yeah yeah. something disruptive it can backfire yeah and as well for me um if you ever look at a heat map of where someone looks at a website yeah it's that you know that z line of you know top left to top right to bottom left to bottom right yeah um and then it's in sort of rows across of you know, sort of top, middle, and like towards the bottom of the page. Yeah. Um. So when people put things in the wrong place, like I always think, refer back to that, and I'll think, well, people don't look there. The information you're looking for shouldn't be in a place that no one's looking. Um. Well, you've you've got like a certain amount of time to sort of capture that that uh, person. Yeah. Because when uh, we when we look at our heat maps for landing pages and campaigns that we've done, um, like you said, you've got the Z. So a lot of the the movement and the clicks are sort of uh concentrated towards the, the top of the navigation yeah. bar after that they flick down to the very top of the page it's usually an image or a title and then underneath that you should have like an engaging piece of media so yeah. maybe a video if you're having copy it should be shortened to the point bullet points work great because it breaks it down and yeah. it's also tell you what you're reading but you want the call to action high up the page because i can tell you and it's nobody has like a an exception to this the further down the page, like the longer the page, the more likely your customers aren't going to read it. Yeah. Just people don't have the time to doing that. We've got like attention, attention spans of fish right now. Yeah, literally <laughs> seconds. Like. Fish. So you need to have your purpose stated, like your, your mission statement almost at, almost at the top of the page. Yeah. Um, as well for me, um, something that's quite, quite important to me is the, the typography, how the page reads. Yeah. Um, when you look at a page and it's a block of text, it instantly puts me off because I go, yeah, it's massive yeah. turn off. No yeah. Like Whereas when it's, you know, structured in like two to three sentence rows, nicely structured, it's well, like mm. well written. It's to it shouldn't the point. be hard to read yeah. what the, what's on the page. I guess, yeah. I guess all, all we're talking about here is make it easy for your customer to, it shouldn't be a challenge to, you know, complete the user journey. It yeah, be, exactly. Because ultimately you want them to buy from you. You, you want their, so you want their, you know, their business. So why are you making it harder for them to, yeah. you know, do that? And don't be afraid, yeah, don't be afraid to experiment and play around with sort of different ideas on your website. But yeah, keep the fundamentals there of point A to point B. Like, where do you want the customer to go? Where does the customer want to go? Yeah. And take them along that journey. Um, I, something else that's we haven't spoke about yet and it's it's huge is mobile websites websites on mobile yeah this is a big one actually uh so i'll i'll build a landing page for example and you'll do it on the web view and then when you click over to mobile it's all over the place it's all yeah. stretched and it is quite hard i mean it's getting easier these days with phones getting bigger and bigger you've all, you've pretty much got a laptop in your hands yeah um 
it probably will be a laptop by the time it's like iphone 15 or something yeah but yeah, um, iphone 36 is you know it's gonna be a full-on pc in your pocket yeah so like i was saying you've got a smaller screen um you're on your phone which means you're not as committed like if you're sat down at the table so again that attention spans reduce even more so you've got to get less information on the mobile version yeah and it's got to be punchy it's got to it's got to stand out and i think a lot of reports are now saying that um mobile users are you know people are purchasing and getting services off phones it's not just you know laptops and desktops these yeah. days so you shouldn't be ignoring Mobiles. No, I I think um, it'd be interesting to get the statistic up for this, but I, I read about it recently a lot that um, more and more people are buying off their phone. Like yeah. every day, you know, year on year, it's like increases massively. And it's because it's so, it what should be so easy to go on your phone search. You know, if you look at how Amazon's designed their website, their experience on a computer is fairly similar to experience on a phone. Yeah. Um, well, it's like, it's, it's like it's you one simple. click buy yeah that sounds down to a t isn't it you go on the website you search you find the one you want one click buy and it's like you're home you know next day whatever and yeah you have to it sounds horrible to say but assume that the person going onto your website is, dumb. is completely yeah. dumb and lazy and and rude and like you know assume they are the worst person that will ever visit your website because then when you build a website for the person that wants you know they want it now they want it you know, they want service personalized to them, but they want it now and they want it one click away. Mm. You will satisfy everyone by having that one click option. And it boils then, down to ease. Yeah, exactly. It once, should just be easy. Yeah, once your website is easy to use, you'll then be able to build around it and be able to go, right, well, we have that user journey. You know, maybe we want a section on like, you know, maybe we want to sort of expand the website into different sections and build a sort of secondary user journey that get some listening to a podcast or get some, yeah. you know, away from that initial journey. But if the initial journey... Sort the primary function out yeah. first. And then, you know, after that, maybe... Because you're probably going to ask for like a, an email yeah. during their purchasing. So after that, then send them, you know, the supplementary, supplementary blogs or yeah. whatever. But make sure the primary function is, is completed first. Something that really turns me off from websites is uh, pop-ups. Now, I don't mind the obviously privacy pop-ups and such because with GDPR they're necessary. But when things are popping up saying you know such and such just bought this product from Venezuela or you know this just happened or like click to receive our newsletter or whatever, yeah. pop-ups turn me off from a website more than they make they used me want to. to click through anything. In my in my very early internet days when I was sort of still sort of discovering the web, where you know pop-ups were sort of the devil. You didn't want them. Yeah. Now I can't. I couldn't name them now, but. There are some quite tastefully done ones. They don't need yeah. to be intrusive. They can be a suggestion, but I don't want loads. Yeah. Like some some websites have, you know, coming them up. You know, you have the uh, notify me when something's happening button at the very top that comes down. Uh, you'll have one that goes in the middle of the page. You'll have the GDPR thing pop up at the bottom. And it feels like already you've sort of taken out the immersion of the website. Yeah. You're sort of thrown back. But some can be done quite well if they're sort of minimal and have a very clear opt-out sort of system, I guess. Yeah, my frustration has been with like, um, whenever I try and go on like a news site and instantly it pops up with, you know, such oh, and such an news company. Off. Yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> but it'd be like, this company wants to send you notifications. This company wants you to sign up. Like this company, oh, you want to view this article, you've got to sign up and 
Yeah. Um, to me, instead of going, oh yeah, go on, I'll sign up because I want to read this article. I just go, I can find this information elsewhere. Yeah. I'll just back out of this website, go two down on the search results or one down, find a website that's giving me this information yeah. quicker, easier, and I don't have to, you know, sign up for anything. Yeah. Like it makes so much sense to me. Forbes, the Forbes website is quite bad for that. Yeah. There's a few that I'm trying not to name deliberately. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you know who you are if, you, yeah. if you're listening. Um, it's, like, it's the whole idea behind gated content, but yeah. you're really not that special. No. If, if it's a if it's a common topic or it's something that you're not, if it's not a special, something special to you or your company. It can be found elsewhere. So, like gated content, I'm I'm not too big of a fan on. Yeah, and it's different as well. Where in the real world, if I'm, you know, if I have to go like shopping and there's oh, there's only this one shop that's selling this pair of shoes. I have to get it from the shop. Whatever the customer journey's like, I want these shoes. You know, I'll probably go to the one shop that has them. Yeah. If I'm online, I can search. You know, such and such shoes or this service or this product or yeah, and millions. You know, six million yeah. like odd results come up. And a lot of them are, you know, you can buy it from us, you can buy it from us, and they're all the same price. And what separates them is customer loyalty and user experience. And user experience builds customer loyalty. Like there's so many websites and so many places. You know, if I look at places like uh, Vans is a good example. I love going to Van stores. They've sort of changed it now, but it used to be you walk in, they say, how's your day going? You know, have a look around, whatever. And then you buy a product, they chat to you for a bit. It's like, like it's mm. friendly. It's, you know, it's got good music. They've got videos on like playing in the background. It's a pleasant and it's, experience. Yeah. And that to me makes me loyal to Vans to the point where for a while in my life, all the shoes I wore were Vans. Like, mm. and that wasn't because, you know, I brought up wearing Vans or something. It was because I had that positive user experience that made me loyal to that brand. Yeah. And yeah, let's, I mean, we should leave it there really. It's, so um, what, what are you Oh yeah, well, actually before sorry, before we leave it there, it's takeaway time. Ding um, dong. Ding take dong. Easy takeaway. And Connor Cook, if you would like to give me um, some give me some takeaways. I guess this is more subjective for me, but minimal design. You yeah. don't have to like, you know, throw loads at me. I just want to know I'm on your website purposefully. Um, so I just want to know where to go. Uh you don't need to throw, you know, everything at me. I don't need a video. I just want, you know, mission statement product what it does maybe specification and then you know buy just just keep it simple i'd say yeah i think yeah keeping it simple is massive for me um alongside that I'd just say give me like if, if you're developing a website or you're you're looking at the functionality of a website think as a think as a consumer think how would i want to be led along this journey you know if i went onto this website what information would i want displayed in front of me so it's not, the flow that's what i was trying yeah. to say it's the flow you want a, a good sort of flow not chronological not i'm not i don't know what i'm trying to say here but it's, it's not chronological it's i don't know it's the things you'd expect so like maybe go through you don't have to state who what when where and why yeah but go through that on the page maybe through each section at the at the bottom once you've explained that hopefully your explanation is so good that the person goes you know what it makes sense to buy this let's do it yeah and uh, yeah for for me make it subconscious make it easy put the information in front of them and you know make them just you know just click 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 and i'm done um and because afterwards you know if they enjoy being on their website they will look at the other content on your website if it's you know if it's an e-commerce site they might look at the sales section or a different section if it's your company website and they've just typed in an email to you they might go you know they've just contacted you they might want to look at your about us section or also don't bombard people with uh, emails yeah don't spam never spam you know what if it's social media if it's websites if it's emails if it's 
you know, catcalling people on the street, <laughs> never spam <Jeez>. people. People <laughs> hate spam. All right, let's leave it there. I know. That's a bit of a weird one to end on. Yeah, but. leave it on a weird one. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening. You can check us out on Instagram. We are we're 99p Gen Z on Instagram. Uh, and we're also we, yeah, here we go. It's we're a big also one. on the web. Is the announcement that we that we're building up to? We are now. We have now have a website. Basically, it's uh, www. 99pgenz.com. Yeah. And you'll find all the episodes up to date. Um, Alongside some other content, like yeah. um, sort of who's been on the show, you can you can put a, a face to the to the voice. Um, you can learn a bit more about us. You can go through what we're sort of about. Um, you know, we might eventually it's set up a good some content different content hub. on them. Yeah, yeah, it's a good content hub and you can listen to episodes up on there. And uh, yeah, feel free to, to check it out and share us on your social media and thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Bye.